perhaps predictable reaction against the forces of globalization that swept through us during the 80s and 90s, but left, and the aughts perhaps, but left people behind. And so you had a conglomeration of people who felt that they hadn't benefited from globalization. You saw this spread of inequality in Europe and in the United States. And this is a kickback against that with charismatic leaders who say, look, I'm out for you. I'm out for the little guy. Whether you are from the left or from the right doesn't matter. It's the little guy against the big guys, the little guy against the establishment. That is a common thread. And there are three things that unite this movement, you know, uh, across countries. Um, it is a hostility to trade, a feeling that globalization has gone too far. It's a hostility to migration and a feeling that there's too much uh, mixing, particularly of the regular kind and a fear also of the hegemonic left and, and what that's become. It almost came after NAFTA here in the United States, the reaction, the, the, the anti-globalist beginnings of that. And the irony is that you hear from agricultural people, farmers as well as big agriculture and big, big business that they need migration, they need labor. Uh, we're, we're developing a labor shortage here actually in the United States. The border, the border issue is certainly the immigration issue has the most compelling force behind it. What's so, it doesn't make economic what's sense. What's so fascinating to me is how is it gets tied up with the pro-Russia thing. Because I understand the migration thing, I understand the nationalism, I understand, you know, the, the people have got left behind, but I don't really get the bit about where this gets tied in with, well, that makes us supporters of... I mean, Putin has catered to this by presenting himself as a defender of traditional civilization, right? Mm -hmm. Christianity, Orthodox in his case, but anti-LGBTQ rights, anti-transgenderism, anti-decadence yeah. of the West, and he's made common cause with a part of the American political system that otherwise in the past was very anti-Russia, when Russia was perceived to be left as a communist nation now Putin is doing it from the other side on the ultra right and he is making common cause in Europe with uh, the various right-wing uh, mm -hmm. parties there through this cultural war in effect he's doing the same thing we hear in our own domestic politics yeah, for a bit of it, it just seems as though only Donald Trump could have energized this pro Putin part of the Republican establishment it's so counterintuitive I mean Putin is demonized for very good reasons and maybe the Navalny murder, clearly, they think is a murder, came out on the stage in Munich and you know, galvanized the whole conference. Now, today she was on his YouTube channel and saying that, indicating she's ready to take the torch and continue his work. Talk to me about the significance of that. Well, it's obviously the thing she has to do. Uh, I, I saw her the day before her husband was killed in Munich. Uh, I was there with you, Andrea, when she spoke to the to the group. It was electrifying. You saw how strong she is. Uh, she's the obvious candidate to lead this charge. But if she were on this show with us right now, you know what she'd be talking about? She'd be talking about what you all just were talking about, this aid bill to Ukraine. Uh, Putin is a killer. Putin killed her husband, and every day he is killing people on the Ukrainian battlefield. And if we want to stop that, if we want to fight evil, that's the word she would use, uh, you have to do something. And it's hard for her. She doesn't know what to do. But members of Congress have something right in front of them that they can do. It's right there. They can help stop the killing of Putin's war machine. Um, and I, too, met with members of Congress in Munich. Uh, uh, and again, they are self-selected, like Jonathan said. Uh, but this is a moment. This is a historic moment. If they don't pass this, 
Historians will write about them like the American firsters in 1940 who said, oh, aid to Great Britain won't matter. Uh, this is not our war. Uh, they look very bad in retrospect in that position. And I think they have to take the initiative now. And I have one concrete solution, Andrea. I'm going to reveal it here on your show right now. They need cover, just like you said. Speaker Johnson needs some cover. He just can't roll over. Here's an idea. There's something called the Repo Act that is passed out of with overwhelming majorities from both the Senate and the Houses. It basically takes the frozen Russian assets that we have and it gives it to the Ukrainians. Uh, sponsored by Senator Reich, Republican, and Congressman McCall, Republican in the House. Marry that to this bill. And then Speaker Johnson can say to the people sitting behind Jonathan, where he is right now, I know them, they're not all thrilled about this. There's a debate within the Biden administration as to whether this is a good idea. I think it's the right idea. Put them together, and then Speaker Johnson and his colleagues can say, we forced the Biden administration to give over these billions of dollars of Russian assets. It's a win-win, and it's right before them. They could do it right now. And, in fact, I was going to ask you about that because I was talking to Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, and he was suggesting that very thing. So were Republicans. Lindsey Graham would go a step farther, and I think so would Whitehouse. I talked to him about this designated Russia as a state sponsor of terror due to them what we do to Iran and North Korea and Cuba without really. Okay, yeah, let me have it. Thanks. Uh, it is President's Day. Uh, Monday, 19 February, Year of Our Lord, 2024. Thank you very much for the uh, second hour. We do a late afternoon, early evening hour edition of The War Room to catch you up with everything that's going on through the day and prepare you for tomorrow. So your betters, the elites in this country, are sitting there, and they're now on dangerous territory. They're so obsessed, obsessed with two things. Number one, they're obsessed with the rise of the political right throughout the world. They don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to think about it. They don't know how to address it. It's um, it scared them to their bone. They tried to dismiss it. They tried to dismiss Brexit. They tried to dismiss Trump beforehand. Then when they won, they tried to take away Brexit, you know, not execute on it. They have, um, you know, tried to defeat Trump and nullify his election from the beginning. They stole the second election from him. Now a usurper sits in uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue has brought this a nation to ruin with 10 million. They've they've worked through a plan, a perfect plan to have this country invaded in broad daylight and to have you pay for it, to have you pay for your own destruction. And I hope the African, African-American community in this country and Hispanic citizens in this country understand they're doing it. It's the replacement theory is for you. They're not replacing Harvard MBAs. They're not replacing uh, middle managers on this one. They're not replacing uh, white-collar workers. They're replacing you. They think you're the problem. Your wages are too high. Remember that. The the Federal Reserve and the Treasury, this is why they're doing it. Also for additional consumer markets and for voters. It's the trifecta. They They get all of it. The Wall Street Journal, the evil Wall Street Journal, I can call it that, because it's owned by the evil Murdochs. Today, you know what they're doing today? <laughs> they're so desperate to sell this money. They got to get that money for Ukraine. Got to get that money. Money, 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 money. Got to get that money. That they've actually got an article about how, hey, sending the 60 billion is really great for the American economy. 
making all those weapons, making all that ammo. As a former naval officer, I love weapons, love ammo, got to defend the country, have to be strong. Of course, they can't recruit into the woke military. Nobody wants to go in. They've missed their targets dramatically. So they're not really interested in a strong national defense. I don't know what they're interested in doing with the military. That's a topic for another day. But it doesn't look good because it's not the military that we remember. It's got a bunch of suboptimal people in it. They're the first to admit they're dropping standards all the time. But they got to get that $60 billion over there, and they're prepared. They talk about they have a fetish for the post-war international rules-based order, the post-war international liberal uh, rules-based order, rules-based order, rules-based order with a hyphen between rules and based. You got McFall, and he's a guy that's thinking big thoughts all the time in MSNBC. He's a guy with Stavridis, the rest of that crowd, that have been 100% wrong on everything they've said about this war from the beginning. And we have been 100% right on everything we said about the war since the beginning. And that's why folks listen to us and look at our analysis. And this is why you're hung up in the House of Representatives. And quite frankly, you're hung up. In the Senate, where the majority of Republican senators voted against it, with all the pressure coming on them from the arms industry and from McConnell and the donor class. So now the post-war, the rules-based order crowd, the ones that say Trump is anarchy and chaos, you're anarchy and chaos, you're xenophobe, you're nativist, you're the worst people on earth. Just heard it right there. The American history will not think right of you. Here's what they're going to do, the lawless not the rule of law, the rule of lawlessness. They want to take the Russians who bought the trade. Why they buy the bonds, treasury bills? Because that's what used on international trade to make sure you can back up trades, make sure you have currency there and reserves, call your reserves, your dollar reserves. What do you do? You keep them in money center banks around the world and you keep them in a dollar denominated, a dollar denominated instrument that would be called a treasury bond or bill, a note. Whatever term, that, whatever um, length or duration they bought it, and it sits there. Everybody's got it because guess what? The dollar is the prime reserve currency, so everything's got to be converted into dollars to be transacted. That's a huge benefit for us. One of the benefits is that in bad times you can run a deficit because people got to buy your bonds, and that's how you get. That's how you keep the dollars in circulation. Uh, of course, they didn't under- realize you were going to get to $35 trillion and $2 trillion a year, and they're sitting there looking at their purchasing power and going, man, oh, man, these elites in this country are crazy. And poor MAGA and poor deplorables, they got to suck on it because they're citizens of the United States, but we ain't. We got our own resources. So why don't we get those Harvard MBAs that we sent over to Harvard and Stanford and Chicago and Sloan and all of them, get those HP 12Cs and da 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 Let's do some discounted cash flow. Hello? Maybe we ought to be buying gold. That's where they come to. Do you think it's a coincidence that in 22, 23, and now in 24, two years in a row and a third year, that the central banks of the BRICS nations, which essentially the global south, which is, uh, if you look at it, kind of also the guys that are fighting the beginning stages of the kinetic part of the Third World War around the Eurasian landmass, they're all kind of the same guys. Oh, including some of our allies, like you, allies, quote unquote, UAE. In Saudi Arabia, we're all trying to get off the dollar as quickly as possible and trying to figure out any basket of assets, or the resource, currencies they can do that or resources to back it up. 
and they're going to try to figure out some go-back thing? Have they got a solution? Not yet. Are they getting off the dollar altogether? Not yet. Are they, uh, are they going to make this move and the dollar's not going to be the prime reserve currency tomorrow morning? Not yet. But have they got plenty of smart people that are working on it? Uh, yeah. And you're going to get a punch in the face one day and you're going to be like Argentina because you're not going to be able to sell the bonds. Right now we can't sell the bonds. We're monetizing the debt. We're just printing money. It's a, a sick joke. So uh, I just saw a poll. We're under 34 Number one is the economy sucks. They got don't have great jobs. They're they're on the wheel. They got credit card problems. All of it. This all comes from what you vote quote unquote supposedly voted for in twenty twenty. If you wanted baby, if you're African American and you want an invasion to take your job, destroy your school, vote for it. If you're a Hispanic citizen and want your health care destroyed and your community destroyed with criminals, these 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 uh, Central uh, Asian Central American gangs and uh, and in uh, Mexican gangs in your neighborhood with lawless crime that you can't stop and your family's being destroyed, vote for it. If you're a kid under 34 years old and you like where you are, where you don't anything, you're nothing but a Russia surf, then keep voting for it. It's a free country and you're free men and women. Vote for it. I'm not going to sit there and beg you for you. Vote, vote for it. Vote for it. Hey, you vote for it. I want you. No, I don't want you to vote for America. I don't want you to vote for Trump. We don't want your vote. Vote for that. Keep voting for it. Keep voting for it. We're going to rub your nose in it like a dog and it's crap. You keep voting for your own destruction and it's out in the open how they're trying to destroy you. All you have to do is open your eyes. They're destroying you every day in every possible way. And they, they don't hide it. It's not conspiracy theory. You got the head of the Federal Reserve, the Treasury. They talk about it all the time. Look at Mallorca's. Lindsey Graham sitting there in the thing. They're all accusing Lindsey Graham of being a traitor because Lindsey Graham didn't go to didn't go to Munich. Made a big deal. I'm going to the border. They're all accusing him. Lindsey Graham's down the border and says, "You know, I knew that bill would Langford negotiate for five months, for five months, for five months." You know what Lindsey Graham said? He says, "I knew it wasn't going to kind of work when they didn't have Remain in Mexico." Think about this. Think about all the lies, everything everybody went through and all weekend and listened to four-hour speeches, everything like that. It's like, it didn't even have Remain in Mexico. No, come on in, baby. Come on in. Let's get you on a bus. Let's get you on a plane. Let's get you as far. You want to go to Minnesota, Minneapolis, you're going. Want to go to Topeka, Kansas, you're going. Want to go to New York City, you're going. So if you like your life being destroyed, please continue to vote for it. But if you want to actually change your position in life and not have a apparatus, an administrative state that has a boot on your neck and is destroying you with an invasion of 10 million people to drive wages down or the printing of money of two trillion dollar deficits in perpetuity to destroy the currency that you work for all the time and drive its purchasing power down and inflation up. So that you've got to scramble and run and just keep just scramble to keep up and what you don't own any assets, you have no piece of the action, then continue on. But I believe you're awakening. I see the tectonic plate shift. And once you awaken, the roar of the lion of that of those different demographics is going to be a political change like 1932 and back of Trump. And that's why he's the modern. He's going to be the modern FDR, not his policies in that bringing the country together to take it in a different direction. A populist nationalist direction, and that's why they hate him. And hence, this is why he must go to prison. This is why he must be stripped of all his wealth. This is why he must be taken off the ballot. 
And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why, along with General Washington and Abraham Lincoln, he is the third individual in the history of this republic whose personal destiny and fate is inextricably linked to the fate and destiny of this republic. And all you've got is your betters who mock and ridicule you every day and who detest the African-American community and the Hispanic citizens in this country because they work against them every day and, and, and to completely detest people under 34 because they don't care at all about what all the elites in this country have cared for up until this last generation, which is to always look downrange and always do what's better for future generations and in honor of the people that bequeath this great republic to us, no. Totally different now. Lawless. Lawless. And they're proud about it. Don't look at me. It's cut, cut MSNBC on CNN every night. Read the New York Times. Read the Washington Post. Read it. The Economist. Read it. Wall Street Journal. Read it. Don't take it from me. They'll put, they'll put it right up in your grill. This is the l- dilemma we have on President's Day in the year of our Lord 2024. Now, we're going to sort this thing out. That's why I want everybody can to come to CPAC. We're going to have a partners discussion, hopefully a lunch, and a couple of the contributors. We're going to talk about how to, you know, essentially how to weaponize yourself. How's that? We'll try to do it with some social media. We'll have some of the people on our team to do this. Some other people that work with us will come. Poso's going to be there. He's committed to come. Vish is committed to come. Some other people that are very up on social media and can can make sure that if you're a force multiplier that you get the most leverage possible. Grace will be there with Bill Blast. We're going to do the whole thing. And plus, we're going to go through day by day, segment by segment, CPAC, so you can get the best from it. And, of course, if you can't make that, we'd love for you to make it. Go to CPAC.org. Slash warm. Buy a $95 ticket all four days. One ticket gets you in. And then go to our site, warroom.org. Slash CPAC. Excuse me. Events. Let me get this right. Events. Get it down and then sign up to come for the Wednesday pre-session. Things are going to be packed all the days. We're going to have a group uh, get-together on Saturday after it's all over, a watch party for South Carolina. So uh, the president's going to speak. Every All the vice president's candidates, you get to weigh and measure, and you get to participate in the poll. So it's going to be incredible. Also, for my whole opening diatribe there, make sure you go to Birch Gold. We've worked a long time on the end of the dollar empire. It's quite important for you, working-class people and middle-class folks, it's just not for your betters. You have to understand currency. You have to understand the politics of currency. You have to understand the geopolitics of currency. Putin gave it to you. Now, he gave his perspective on it, but he gave a warning. He gave a warning. It's a warning that we should take to heart. I've always said you can weaponize the dollar, but, baby, you got one bullet in the chamber, and maybe we save that bullet for the Chinese Communist Party, and maybe we use it to take them down and the free Lao Beijing, and that would change the direction of the, uh, of the earth Maybe we just don't kowtow to the worthless European elites, and the elites in Europe are totally and completely worthless. Worthless. Been bumming off and leeching off the good folks in Europe for everything. Remember, we got kicked out of every decent country over there, as Bill Murray used to say, right? You're the, your stock is the dregs. Now, not everybody. I realize some people came from some, some awfully awfullys, but most of them came over in a boat and steerage. Okay? Or came over in boats not in steerage as slaves. That's the United States of America. That's the United States of America. And hey, we've made a pretty good go of it so far. It's the most powerful country, not in the world today, but the history of the earth. Now, power 
there's some besides all the politics and geopolitics, there's some quite dark things happening that are not in the Ukraine, not simply in the Ukraine, but on this thing called the singularity and what's happening under your your name with your private equity and your tax dollars. We got a cold open here for D. Joe Allen. Let's go ahead and let it rip. Mike Benz is, we can say with some confidence, the expert in the world on how this happens. It's called natural language processing. It is a artificial intelligence, machine learning uh, ability to create meaning out of words in order to map everything that everyone says on the internet and create this vast topography, topography of how communities are organized online, who the major influences are, what they're talking about, what narratives are emerging or trending, and to be able to create this sort of network graph uh, in order to know who to target and, and, uh, and how information moves through an ecosystem. So this gave, you know, I call these weapons of mass deletion. These are essentially the ability to censor tens of millions of posts. There's over 60 universities now who get federal government grants to do this censorship, uh, the censorship work and the censorship preparation work, where what they do is they create these code books of the language that people use, the same way they did for ISIS. They did this, for example, with COVID. They created these these COVID lexicons of what dissident groups were saying about mandates, about masks, about vaccines, about high-profile individuals like Tony Fauci. They broke things down into narratives. The Atlanta Council, for example, was a part of this, this government-funded consortium, something called the Virality Project, which, which mapped 66 different narratives that dissidents were talking about around COVID, everything from COVID origins to vaccine efficacy. And then they plugged these into these essentially machine learning models to be able to have a constant world heat map of what everybody was saying about COVID. And whenever something started to trend that was bad for what the Pentagon wanted or was bad for what Tony Fauci wanted, they were able to take down tens of millions of posts. They did this in the 2020 election with mail-in ballots. It was the- so you're saying the Pentagon, our Pentagon, the U.S. Department of Defense censored Americans during the 2020 election cycle? Yes, they did. The two most censored events in human history, I would argue to date, are the 2020 election and the COVID-19 pandemic. You had this group within the Atlanta Council and the foreign policy establishment, which began arguing in 2017 for the need for a permanent domestic censorship government office to serve as a quarterback for what they called a whole of society counter-misinformation, counter-disinformation alliance. That just means censorship. Then they contemplated parking at the CIA. And they said, well, actually, there's two reasons we can't do that. The CIA is foreign-facing. We can't really establish a counterintelligence threat to bring it home domestically. Also, we're going to need essentially tens of thousands of people involved in this operation, spanning this whole society model. You can't really run a clandestine operation that way. So they said, okay, well, what about the FBI? They said, well, the FBI would be great. It's domestic. But the problem is, is the FBI is supposed to be the intelligence arm of the Justice Department. And what we're dealing with here are not acts of lawbreaking. And so essentially what they said is, well, the only other domestic intelligence equity we have in the U.S. besides the FBI is the DHS. So we are going to essentially take the CIA's power to rig and bribe foreign media organizations, which is a power they've had since the day they were born in 1947, and we're going to combine that with the power, with the domestic jurisdiction of the FBI by, by putting it at DHS. 
We are looking at how we can harness AI to advance our mission, to your first question, Ina, and then also defending against the adverse use of AI, whether that's in the context of disinformation. Aren't a huge portion of the threats facing us people that are no longer guided by facts within our own borders? I mean, it seems to me that domestic terrorism fueled by people who have a different understanding of facts, to put it mildly, is one of the major threats facing the country. Well, one element of it is false narratives. I was uh, going to say, don't they think false, an election was stolen? False narratives. But the most, the, the predominant um, uh, source of that uh, violence is actually ideologies of hate. Thank you so much for coming. So at the very top of your Twitter feed, it says, Sam Altman is a hero of mine. We're moving very, very quickly into these new uncharted areas, and there's genuine concerns, and I think we can talk about them. But And does Sam Altman emerge from this empowered? Of course, much more so. So he has much more power that, from them before. How so? Well, his, <laughs> the 49% owner is Microsoft. They take him. The 51% owner, which is OpenAI, refused to get rid of him. Right? He's in a strong position. But we are going to need, I believe, at some point, some sort of a global system for what happens with the most powerful of these systems, because they will have truly global impact. And what sort of auditing, what sort of safety measures do we want in place before you can deploy uh, like a super intelligence or, you know, however you want to call an AGI. Okay, uh, there's a bunch of pieces out about uh, about uh, how people think, no, 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 the robots aren't going to be 50 years away from they can kill us. It's not even going to be five years away. It'll be two years away. That article's up on The Guardian and Breitbart's in a great amalgamation of it. Joe Allen's going to join us after the break to talk it all through right there. That should scare you to death. Great cold open by Joe Allen. Remember what Mike Benz, we had Mike Benz on this morning. We're having him back on. I think Mike's going to join us. I think I can announce he's going to try to join us on Wednesday. He's going to give uh, some heads up about uh, this kind of DOD-driven. Uh, it's it deeper than censorship. It's it's oppression. It's not just censorship. It's oppression because they target people. They want to deplatform. They target people. They want to debank. But that's why we've got Silent. SLNT.com is one of our sponsors now. they got the great Faraday bags for your iPhone, your iPad, your computer, all of it. In the backpack, you can just take with you everywhere. Go to SLNT, silent.com, SLNT.com, state of the art. Because remember, it's just not bad actors. One of those bad actors, according to Mike Benz, and he's brought the receipts, is the uh, government, the apparatus, the administrative state that you pay for, that you write a check to called taxes. Think about that for a second. You underwrite it, and they're there to oppress you. What'd that guy say? False narratives, ideologies of hate from an impeached secretary. Short break. Back in a moment. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. 
makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models, and beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com, use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, make sure you take take it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. Donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt, and that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done with Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer, and taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt fighting strategies are time sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Dot com. Do it today. Take action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. 
Okay, welcome. Uh, we're here. I've got it. By the way, uh, this is how serious we are about CPAC. I just had a uh, one of our our CEO join us. Jump in here in the shot right there. This is a one-camera shoot here. Back over. There you are. Okay. Mo Bannon. I'm surrounded by Floridians. Get her out of Florida. It takes a lot. I'm surrounded by Floridians now. I'm surrounded by Floridians. Let's hope the show gets pulled. Memphis, you better double down here and get focused. So you're here to get us the CPAC rolling? I Okay, we're gonna start. We're gonna start working on that tonight. CPAC.org slash War Room, ninety five dollar ticket only by using the War Room code, and then go to warroom.org events. You get it totally free. We're ubiquitous and we're free. We told you that the War Room. Mo and Grace are going to be hosting a um, force multiplier event pre CPAC before they have the international. So, and I think we're, I think we're getting close to the the limit. I think it's like 250 and we're pretty jammed up, but we'll take everybody we can get. So please sign up today. Let's do it. Joe Allen's going to be there. Joe, you got Breitbart and the Guardian and Breitbart are talking about your, your guy out there at Berkeley, who I know is a transhumanist, but he wants to, he's one of the leaders of the Luddites. I think I'm throwing in with him. But what I just saw right there is scaring me more and more and more. Open AI. What the hell's going on here, brother? And by the way, Joe Allen's going to be there to explain it all to you to make your day. You think you got enough problems with the 2020 election? Of course, Ben's, we had him on this morning. He's talking about how they're using all these superpowers to essentially exert mass control of the American people. Am I incorrect in that, Joe Allen? Absolutely not, Steve. Uh, you know, Mike Benz, uh, his interview on Tucker Carlson was inspirational, without a doubt. Uh, so succinct and straight off the top of his head. Very impressive. Uh, also should be horrific to anybody who really takes freedom seriously or free speech uh, or any sort of human existence whatsoever. What I did with that cold open, I really wanted the audience, anyone who hasn't already seen Benz's interview or uh, anyone who has seen it and maybe missed uh, those elements, to show how his, uh, his expertise in that field of cybersecurity and the misuses of cybersecurity to suppress American free speech is being tied up with other big tech endeavors. Uh, you know, uh, Benz was very clear on who is actually behind these censorship operations, the Atlantic Council, uh, and then the use of the Department of Homeland Security, because it was a, a, a convenient vehicle for operations that typically would be used for, uh, you know, outward facing organizations like the CIA. So when we hear Mayorkas talking about using the power of DHS to suppress disinformation and especially AI-generated disinformation, I think it's directly related and it's especially uh, uh, very important as we move into the election cycle. There is going to be a flood of deep fakes or other sorts of AI-generated material that is going to be just like a constant spew of garbage into the public psyche. And there are two ways to respond to that. The one is for voters or for American citizens or for any free citizen to make their own decisions and sift through it as best they can themselves. The other is to empower the state to take on that responsibility. And that's what Mayorkas is talking about, using the power of the state 
to suppress AI-generated misinformation. Now, we also know that any sort of valid use of state power in that fashion is going to be used for political purposes at this point, meaning that all of these power grabs uh, around the use of AI-generated uh, information or just AI in general is going to be used to consolidate state power. And as we see big tech working closer and closer with the United States government and governments abroad, it appears that it's also going to be a, you know, a consolidation of power or a, a partnership between the two. And so you know, in January, Steve, as we were speaking about this morning, in January, OpenAI announced that they would be working with the Department of Defense. They announced this at the World Economic Forum. This was right after The Intercept had caught a change in their, uh, their terms and services. They had previously said that their products could not be used uh, in warfare or for the military. They removed that language, announced that they would be partnering with the DOD, and then uh, just uh, under two weeks ago, Jane's Magazine reported that that is going forward, that the, uh, the CRADA, or the uh, Cooperative Research and Development a Agreement, uh, would most likely be inked within the next few months. They were not sure what the use cases would be, but I would speculate on three different realms. The first, the, you know, the CIA and various other intelligence organizations are using large language models to, they train them on their classified documents in order to have an expert system that you could go to, a sort of assistant, and ask it for specific pieces of information, and the AI ostensibly would be able to bring it up immediately. Uh, that may seem innocuous. If it's used against you, it may not be innocuous. The second use case, though, uh, would be for the dissemination of propaganda. We know that our intelligence agencies do this regularly uh, in foreign countries, and that being legal. It's also pretty clear that uh, a number of organizations, the intelligence agencies and beyond, use that on the American populace. Now, OpenAI yep. is famous for ChatGPT. ChatGPT basically is a bot that will spew out any sort of narrative uh, that it can be cajoled into spewing out. The second is DALI, the DALI 2, DALI 3, image generation. The third, which we've been reporting on the last week, Sora, text-to-video AI generation. So what that means, at least in my own speculation, is that at least one possible use case for the, the OpenAI Department of Defense partnership, one use case for their systems would be the creation and dissemination of fake videos. Uh, they would never, of course, own up to this, uh, but clandestine yeah. uh, operations uh, are obviously, uh, it, you, they, they traffic in this sort of uh, behavior on the yeah. regular. So uh, just in short, Steve, I think that it's really important to remember OpenAI is not just a company. It's not just a company that's creating a small assistant to help you write your emails or organize your calendar or create uh, graphics and video for your, your, your upcoming PTA meeting. OpenAI is now becoming part of that military industrial complex which exerted its power during COVID, which exerted its power uh, after the 2020 yeah. election. And I think that it should be viewed as such. It is no longer simply a tech company. Like all the other big tech companies, it is now yep. a partner to our military industrial complex.
Unbelievable. Uh, you're going to be there on Wednesday with us. I've already get to meet Joe, but Joe's going to hang out also throughout CPAC, do book signings, talk to you about Dark Aeon and all the updates. Joe, social media, where do people get you? You can find me at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. Find my work, warroom.org, under the transhumanism tab. You can find my book, Dark Eon, Transhumanism and the War Against Humanity. Anywhere books are sold, I recommend bookshop.org. Thank you very much, Steve. Fantastic report. Great cold open. Let's go to James Raguski. James has been has done this amazing job of reminding us about our sovereignty and the WHO and this treaty and the amendments and all that. It gets a little confusing. James, give us an update because you're saying that you're seeing the dark hand. We've got the military industrial complex on one side. We have the biopharma medical uh, complex on the other. Just as powerful. What's going on with WHO in this treaty and the amendments, sir? Well, you know, for the last two years, I've been reporting on this, and what has apparently been happening is the two different documents have served to confuse the minds of the people who are talking about it. And quite often, when people are talking about the details that are in the amendments to the existing international health regulations, they've been attributing that to what most people call the treaty. Well, I want to um, give you a little test on, on your constitution. Uh, you know, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3 gives Congress uh, the, the power to regulate commerce with foreign nations. What I've been saying since November of 2022 is that this is a grand and glorious trade dispute. And the federal government is pushing to have these agreements go through. And it's started when the relatively poor nations of the world said, well, wait a minute, we're not getting as many jabs as the wealthy nation. They called for a special session of the World Health Assembly all the way back in December of 2021. And what these negotiations are is to settle a trade dispute to ensure equitable access to pandemic-related products. The nations who didn't get as many jabs want investment, they want intellectual property, they want manufacturing know-how, and they want to set up what they call PABS, P-A-B-S. It's a pathogen access and benefit sharing system. Now, a lot of words that get a lot of people confused, but what that means is that in today's world, genomic sequences from pathogens are a very valuable commodity. If you can remember back to when South Africa and Botswana identified the Omicron variant, they did what they felt they were obligated to do according to the international health regulations, and they shared that genetic information with the world. But what happened was they were greeted with travel restrictions, which hurt their economy and is in violation of the international health regulations. But then Pfizer and Moderna took that information, turned it into the boosters and made a couple of more billion dollars. So what we're dealing with here is a lot of confusion because there's a lot of language in one track, the amendments to the international health regulations. I'll talk about that in a minute. But that information has unfortunately been attributed to what most people call the treaty, which is really just a big trade dispute. Now, I've put out a dozen different 
things that are going on with what they want to set up. Most importantly, is that it's not really a treaty, it's a framework convention. Now, if you recall in 92, the Senate did um, give two thirds consent to the framework convention for climate change. The danger with the framework convention is they don't have to settle on all of the details when they sign on to it, like Congress did in 92. They could pretty much sign a blank agreement and then there would be meeting year after year. They would have a conference of the parties, set up a whole new bureaucracy. They've got at least 10 committees that they want to set up to meet on a yearly basis to essentially distribute tens of billions of dollars into what I call the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex to build out big pharma in low and middle income nations because they missed out on the jabs the first time around. So it's not necessarily the case that they're coming for us because three quarters of Americans in the Western world got jabbed. They're just coming for our money. They want investment. But what about, what, but hang, but, but, but what, what about this? We got to bounce in a second. I want to get a couple of minutes, but what about everybody saying that they're setting up for the, the glide path for what they call disease X. So next time we don't have the, the sovereignty even to try to fight it. You're answering to Geneva. Is that off track? Is this, you're making this sound more like this is TPP, which we can defeat, and less like a grab for our nation's sovereignty and our individual citizen sovereignty. People have gotten the information that came out of the amendments confused with what's in the framework convention slash treaty. And you are absolutely right, Steve. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before You know, we're on air here. This is very similar to the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which as you recall, when people found out about it and realized what it was, it, it was you know, just a universal, oh, hell no. Now, it, you know, the, the final nail in the coffin was essentially when Trump got into office and unsigned it, but it was political poison to even talk about you know, trying to support it after the people learned what it really was. And all I'm really advocating, I, I got access to uh, the latest document over the weekend. I've published it and I encourage people, I, I have every faith that every single one of your viewers has the capacity to read these documents and see them for the corruption that they have in them. This is just a big ploy to get a lot of money to build out the industry that was used to fear monger wow. everybody for the last four years. Wow. We stopped TPP. We can stop the pandemic treaty. I have no doubt. We, we, we stopped TPP really in the 16 campaign and then immediately after President Trump won. James, people got to get up to speed on all this. Where do they go to look at all your analysis, all your breakdown between the underlying treaty and the amendments? Where, where do they go? It's all on jamesroguski.substack.com. That's J-A-M-E-S-R-O-G-U-S-K-I.substack.com. Um, don't you dare.info is an old link, so don't go there. Um, but my phone number is available to everybody. You can call me at 310-619-3055. Go to jamesroguski.substack.com. Call James. He'll take the call and he'll walk you through it. We got to. We want to make sure that we're on top of this. They get back together. Is it? Uh, I got to bounce, but they get back together in May. Is that when they come back for this thing? Uh, I gave your producer a calendar. They're meeting right now 
for negotiations yep. and all through yep. the end of February to the end of March. And then they have another meetings in April and they hope to have their final meeting uh, at the end of May. So, you know, it's crunch time right now. They've got six solid weeks of negotiations in front of us. Yep, which I'm sure the Americans will be over there bowing down to Big Pharma and to uh, Geneva, if I know the uh, Biden American delegation. James, thank you so much. Fantastic work. You're on top of this one like nobody else. Thanks, brother. Take care. Let's get everybody go over there and take a look tonight. We got to get on top of this because this is crunch time. And I'm sure I know the Biden regime is selling this out on a president's day. Uh, Mike Lindell, we've had quite a day. We've had a self-organizing huge rally or huge uh, commemoration of President Trump or our real president. You just got back from Mar-a-Lago. President Trump, you're coming to CPAC. Joe Allen's coming to CPAC. You just saw Mo here in the camera. Grace, our entire team's going to be there. We've got all the, every vice presidential series vice VP candidate's going to be there from Kerry Lake to J.D. Vance. Just an announcement a moment ago. This is a media advisory. This is just not some tweet. A media advisory that uh, Nikki Haley is going to have a uh, a media availability tomorrow to give a speech to talk about the state of the race. The state of the race. She's get, bur, bird getting bird brains getting her bird brains getting <laughs> over. It's so over, anyway, man. state of the race. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's going to fight till the money dries up. Mike Lindell, this is a heck of a week, a w great way to start it off. I know talking to some of the Trump people, they, they're really excited about how you're, how you're commemorating a President's Day for the real president, President Trump. What do you got for us? Well, we've got a couple things, everybody. I've been autographing these books all day, my memoirs. Uh, this is where I met our real president. Oh, it's all in here. Yeah, it's an entrepreneur book. It's uh, from crack addict to CEO, what are the odds? And... If you order, we're doing this is a War Room Posse special. If you order anything you order today and the rest of the week, you're going to get a, an autographed book from me. I've been, I came back here, free autographed copy of my memoir with your order. Now, this you'll find out how I met uh, our real president. You'll find out how a guy from went from being a, an addict in the street to where I have where I am now. You'll find out that, uh, by the way, just yesterday was my seven-year anniversary of, of surrendering to our Lord Jesus Christ. So that was uh, uh, February 18, 2017. So there's a lot of special things in this memoir. As a gift to the War Room Posse, we're giving that out with every single order that goes out. And, um, and one of the things we're doing that just came in is our bathrobes. Now you can be, uh, treat yourself like a president. These are these are bathrobes. Are a hundred and like hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty dollar bathrobe made with Sapima cotton, the best cotton here in the U.S. And these all the colors are in all the sizes, small, medium, large, everything, as low as forty nine ninety eight. This is a war room special only, flash sale, free shipping on your entire order. Remember too, we're still doing, we're carrying over this week for the, our real President's Day sale. All the mattress toppers, everybody. The mattress toppers turn your bed into the best rejuvenation station ever. We're all going to need some great rest during this fight over the next 10 months. But this week, we're going to celebrate with everything you buy at the at the, my pillow. There it is. Look at that. Get those. By the way, get the flannel sheets. We are going to be running out of them. And the blankets. Every blanket. We have everything on sale. Anything that was on sale. Um, it stays on sale at the War Room Posse for this week. 
And also remember, the My Store, everybody, the entrepreneurs we're celebrating this week, you guys at the War Room Posse have just uh, flooded the My Store with orders. These are 100% made in the USA, 100% uh, made in the USA. And yeah, you can connect right over there to My yeah. Store from My Pillow. Um, thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs' uh, products there. If you scroll down there, you'll see all Tens the different USA made yep. products. USA made socks, uh, the gummies, uh, I mean, you name it, thousands and, of entrepreneurs, and, and, and uh, we're just celebrating. Call 800-873-1062, everybody. Michael and Dale finally remember that number. Okay, Lou Dobbs is going to follow us on Lindell TV. We're always honored to be the open man for that. Mike Lindell is going to join us tomorrow again. It's MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM for all the specials. Go there or 800-873-1062 or MyStore.com, promo code WARROOM. Get all the great products. Lou Dobbs next. We're back tomorrow at 10 a.m. See you then. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Dot com, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroom Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.